Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Remarkably Us, the podcast. I'm your host, Shelly Roan, sober gal living in Southern California, navigating the ins and outs of life. After what we'll call the great breakdown of 2019, I've been journeying through self-discovery, sobriety, trauma, divorce, relationships, all of the above. In this podcast, I'll have solo episodes where I talk about my life, the things that I'm dealing with, have dealt with, and all the tools I've collected in maintaining a consistent environment for self-growth, love, and discovery. We'll also hear from others who are breaking barriers and climbing incredibly tough mountains. Get ready to get inspired and motivated to laugh and to cry, but most importantly, to love a little. Let's jump right into it. So as you guys know, or if you don't know, <laughs> I, if I do these episodes solo, I record them in my apartment in here in lovely San Diego, California. And I, it is 4th of July and I have, um, a big pool party going on down downstairs, uh, right now. And my, my window, one of my, you know, my sliding window faces the pool area. So I have everything shut up and Normally the, you know, like the outside noise tends to kind of not come through on the audio. So hopefully, hopefully we can make it through this without, <laughs> without any interruptions. They've been going all day. <laughs> so we'll see. I hope you guys are having an incredible 4th of July, a safe one. Just remember to, you know, always be safe and don't drink and drive. There are Ubers and ride shares wherever you are. And please just enjoy your time with your family and your friends and enjoy, you know, us all being together and finally being able to kind of get together again after a really prolonged period of time where we couldn't. So I did not do anything today. I did some house stuff, laundry, you know, prepped for the work week. And I'm going to go hang out with a girlfriend tonight and just be very low key, which is how I tend to like things these days. But if you're out and about, I hope you are having an incredible, incredible long weekend and enjoying yourself and your time with your loved ones. All right, let's jump right into it. So I just came off of a three day reset challenge. This is a challenge that I created to help give a mini mental and spiritual pause, a way to kind of reset your mind and slow down a little bit in a way that can be incorporated into everyday life. If you haven't seen the challenge on my socials or on my website, it's three days of meditation daily 15-minute walks, gratitude practices, and journaling. The only really physical aspects that I incorporated were to drink at least 64 ounces of water a day and to get out for a 15-minute walk. And I did this for a reason. When we think about challenges, it's most often in, you know, restricting some sort of foods, 
uh, doing like a hundred push-ups a day or something around diet and exercise, right? And while these are important, it's also just as important to do the same work on your mental and spiritual health. So if you did the challenge, are doing it, or want to do it in the future, you can find the link on my website, remarkablyus.com. It's three-day reset. Let me know what came up for you. If there's anything that you'll incorporate moving forward. For me, coming out of these three days, I feel a little more tapped in and tuned in to what brought me here in the first place, like here, right where I'm at. Taking accountability for my thoughts and my actions, sitting with myself and tuning into what the fuck is actually going on in my head. That was what really started really how serious I got about my sobriety and what led me to leaving my ex and starting a new life for myself alone. So this kind of brought me back to those basics of just being so thankful that I even found these tools in the first place. And that looking around the life that I live now is because I started practicing mindfulness. I started sitting alone in silence with myself and getting to know who I am to my core, what I like, what I don't like. I saw <laughs> this TikTok. I know every time I say that, I think like, oh my gosh, I will, I'm not embarrassed, but because everyone watches TikTok, people in their teen, you know, teenagers, people in their 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s, they all watch TikToks, but I don't know, something about me saying, I saw this TikTok. <laughs> I know. So it was a man talking about when he was in his 30s. He was married, uh, had a great job, friends, kids, and he goes to therapy and says, look, I'm a great husband, um, or I'm a good husband, a good father, a good friend, a good employee. I want to learn how to be great at all those things. And his therapist says, okay, well, before we do that, who are you to yourself? And he says this was his wake-up call, his switch-flipping moment of, oh my gosh, yeah, I am all of these things to other people. I'm a great husband. Or I'm a good husband, whatever it is, to my wife. I'm a good father to my child. I'm a good friend to the people in my life. I'm a good employee to my boss and for my organization. Uh, but I, what am I for myself? Those are all for somebody else. So he said he started to put in the work to get to know who he was because when she asked this, right, he couldn't answer. And I think this is so relatable. We can be these great things for everyone else, but so few of us really understand and know who we are for ourselves. 
So thinking about that and coming from these three days of introspection and kind of tapping back into what brought me here in the first place, I started to ask myself, okay, so who am I outside of a friend, a daughter, a sister, an aunt, a boss, and employee, a sneaky link? (laughs) (laughs) Who am I? What makes me great for me? I thought about what makes me happiest when I'm with myself. I'm a writer. I'm a storyteller. I'm peaceful. I'm creative. I'm connected to all the little things. It's funny. If you would have told me five years ago, that that's who I would say I am for myself, I would have laughed in your face. (laughs) So as this happens, right, as we come into who we are in, in this moment, in these moments, because it's always changing, but as we come into us, where we're at in these moments, there is inevitably going to be shedding of our past selves. I was talking with a friend the other day about this exact thing and who we used to be. We've known each other for, I mean, for way more than 10 years, but she's been, you know, my best friend for a decade now. So we've seen each other go through a lot of faces, a lot of faces, a lot of (laughs) guests, a lot of phases. So we were talking about who we used to be and letting go of ideas and people to make room for who we are right now. I said to her, it feels like a snake shedding its skin. When we go through a period of dramatic change, really increased self-awareness, when we grow into different and better people, there isn't room for the baggage of parts of who we used to be and and things we used to do and and people that that used to be in our lives that are no longer serving us or that no longer fit this skin that we're in now. It all starts to shed off of us and out of our lives. What we were talking about was how quickly this has all happened. Two and a half years ago, I started thinking about my drinking. (laughs) I'm just thinking about it. Two and a half years ago, I started thinking, (laughs) maybe we need to address what's going on here. It was almost only almost two years ago that I left my now ex. It was only 11 months ago that I had my last drink. Yes, August 6th is my first one year alcohol free mark. I've never made it an entire solid year. So 
one more month. <laughs> I'm so excited. I feel just really strong in this Shelly and kind of coming in with all of these tools. And I just feel so much better about, you know, where I'm at in my sobriety than I ever have. And I don't know if I've touched on this. I smoke weed occasionally. And when I say occasionally, I mean like maybe every four to six months. (laughs) So, but I really enjoy every once in a blue moon to smoke a little and eat Thai food and go for a walk or, or go to the beach or something. Right. I want to do an entire episode or a series where I talk about the different levels of sobriety, different forms of sobriety and how no one should ever tell you how to be sober unless you are asking for advice. People that smoke weed and that's it, right? So they don't do any other sort of drugs or, you know, uh, stimulants. Uh, They don't drink. They just smoke weed. It's called Cali sober is one of the, is a, is a pretty common known terminology for that. Uh, Cali sober. Sobriety is a spectrum. In my opinion, there are some people that don't do any NA beer or wine. There are others that it's really incorporated into their lives, making mocktails, having a non-alcoholic IPA, Um, having non-alcoholic champagne when they celebrate. I will always, always, always promote to do what you need to, to be the happiest, healthiest, and most fulfilled human. Do what you need to do to live your most remarkable life possible. As long as you are not harming yourself or others, Your sobriety, your life is your journey and no one else's. For me, what I have cut out and what I am sober from is alcohol, cocaine, and pain pills. Those were my, those are my no mores. (laughs) Those are what I am now sober from. What I incorporate into my life is the occasional blunt and all the non-alcoholic beer and wine you can give me. I like a good, you know what? I'm a a fancy bitch. I want to have my mocktail by the pool and I want to have my craft IPA when it's like 85 degrees outside. Okay. I took a tangent. I, I went off to the side. Where did I go? I went off to the side. So bringing it back, So all of this figurative shedding, right, of these substances out of my life, of these relationships and thought processes has all happened for me in a really short period of time. And this, in my experience, can be painful, exhausting, and really lonely. You have a way that you've always lived your life. And now you're not going to live it like that anymore. 
I was always the party girl. I was always out till 5 a.m. running around like a mad woman. It's only been two and a half years that I've been working on not being that. So I have way more time that my mind has been thinking one way versus thinking this new way. I, if you guys didn't know, I'm 28. My birthday's in January. It's July. So I have 26 solid years of all my childhood, all the traumas, all this baggage of what molded me into who I am, right? As a human. And only two and a half years of trying to start over and work from a clean slate. So 26 years of built up thought processes and habits versus two and a half years. There's, it's been pretty tough, but it's worth it. Is it good or bad that it all happened really quickly? And as soon as I stopped really heavily drinking and noticed what my life looked like, I immediately started to change and made very drastic changes in a very short period of time. Would it have been better to like slowly do it? I don't know. But I do know that it's been really, really tiring and really lonely. And I was talking to my friend about that. It can be really lonely to almost watch your life again, right? Like this figurative snake to almost watch like all of who you used to be, like saying goodbye to yourself and saying goodbye to people and things that you used to do. Watch this all just like shed away from you. It leaves you kind of alone at some points and it can be really lonely. This girl that I thought I was and these friends that I thought were really important in my life, these hobbies that I thought I had, all of a sudden, those weren't true anymore. And I was kind of left with nothing. Well, and then literally with nothing after I left my ex. Starting from scratch is hard. Starting a new life without someone, with a new outlook, with a blank slate is terrifying. But sometimes it takes a little reset for you to be able to put the pieces back together in a way that makes more sense than how you were just put together. Think of it this way. You have a whiteboard and everything that makes you, you is all up there. All your past relationships, everything that you are to other people is all up there. Your hobbies, everything, wife, husband, mom, daughter, son, friend, coworker, uh, hiker, football player, basketball player, golfer, what happened? What would happen if you wiped that whiteboard clear and wrote at the top 
Who am I for me? What would you write? Would you even know? That beginning step into a journey of being your absolute most authentic and raw and remarkable self is the hardest part. It's not all easy from there, but that step of clearing your whiteboard, resetting, recalibrating, and figuring out who you want to be, who do you want to be for you? It's the most rewarding thing that you can do because when you do that, what you are able to give to other people is magic. You will be a mom or a father or a son or a daughter. You will be, you know, in your career, all of these things for other people. Those, set those aside. Those will be there. You're good at that. You're probably fucking fantastic at that. Clear your board right at the top. Who am I for me? Holy shit. (laughs) That's a wrap. I just, I love these conversations that I have with my friends these days. We would have never had these conversations three, four, five years ago. I love that all of this has happened in my life in such a short period of time that, that I get to be on this journey. And I love that I get to continue to share it with you guys. That is just what makes me so happy. So happy. I also, I'll be in Montana Uh, For you, those that don't know, I am from Montana. That's where my mom's side of the family is. That's where I was from fourth grade through, you know, a couple years into college from nine to 21. I primarily lived in Montana. So that's where everybody is. And I will be there for a month this summer Uh, the longest time that I've been in Montana since I moved to San Diego. I'm so excited to be able to see everybody and um, yeah, kind of, it's been getting me thinking about every time I go back to Montana, I think the weeks leading up to it, I get these like flood of, of images of, of my past and, and what I used to do there. And Eh, that was a very different, <laughs> that was a very different Shelly. So it's always exciting to kind of see where I am at, you know, in my life. And, um, when I go back, when I go back home, so very excited to be back. I will still be recording episodes and I have some exciting guests lined up, right. As while I'm there, I might as well take advantage and record people talk and put it on the internet. (laughs) That's it. Before I close, I also wanted to mention that I get a lot of questions and comments. So I'm going to start doing a short Q and a on top of these weekly episodes. Maybe I'll post it at the same time, or maybe I'll post, you know, quick little ditty on Thursdays or something like that. So 
if there is any question you want me to answer, if you're curious about something, you've wanted to ask me something, you know, I'll talk about anything. (laughs) So ask away. And I'm going to start answering your questions in this format so that everyone can hear. Your questions will also always be anonymous unless you want me to tell the world who has asked. Thank you so much for listening again, everyone. If you want some additional content or want to reach out, follow me on Instagram at remarkably underscore us. You can also check my website, remarkablyus.com for all my blogs, information, episode links, everything on how to live your most remarkable life possible. New episodes air every Sunday. New blogs are posted every Wednesday. If you think this episode would help anyone, please share, be kind, and please never forget how wildly capable you are. Till next time. Bye.